Hey everybody, welcome in. It is a Friday. Ooh, cold. <laughs> Snowflakes in the air. Oh man. Uh, Jim and Trent, we say hello to you right here. 1700, the champ. Oh, Trent, Trent, Trent. I was, uh, interested in paying attention, of course, to the, uh, opening game for Iowa last night. And I saw, of course, that, uh, 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 that uh, Missouri Kansas City got blown out by Loyola Chicago in their first game, and I was kind of anticipating a similar situation for the Hawks to do the same, but they just sounded like and, and looked like they just couldn't get out of their own way. Trent, um, I I don't know if it was just first you know first game trying to get the bugs out, figure out where everybody's going to be on the court, that sort of thing. I mean, you have that. But still, uh, it was a situation, just listening to the game, that, you know, it wasn't very pretty to watch. I was a little surprised at that. You were, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was first game out, and it wasn't good. And now, yep. I listened to it on my drive back, and, and I'm glad to see that the station's still here. You didn't burn anything down when I was gone, so good work out of you. No. No, I, well, look at no. It's good work out of John Cannon. Oh, okay. Now, you right. got to give John. Yeah, you got to give John the credit there, because if it would have just been me, you know, it probably would not have been standing. Uh, you, you, it just would have been in 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 rubble. So from that aspect, uh, I give the credit to John, who was uh, admirable uh, with his fill-in duties. So for him, uh, congratulations to Big John. Good to hear. Good to hear. Glad yes. glad to hear. It. Did you have fun at least? It. Did you miss uh, me? Yeah. Are, are you kicking yeah. me out of here? No, okay. no, no, right. no, 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 no. The seat. He just he just kept it warm for you. Okay. That's all. all right. Okay. Yeah. Good. No. Good everything. No. Everything's good, pal. No. We're we're good. Yeah. You know. I, I have we're always I, always I, good. I have that you know fear of missing out. You know. I I got the FOMO sometimes, <laughs> and and I missed a couple of compelling days. And we got Des Bryant getting signed. You got all the yeah. kinds of things happen nationally. We had the first Iowa basketball game recap. Right. The first Iowa State game. I I missed a ton. I missed a ton, and and, and yes. yeah, but you were calling great action though. You were you were like in the middle of of excitement and big crowds too. It was, it was. I I had a lot of fun over in Cedar Rapids, and now, well, as soon as we finish up, it's off to Cedar Falls. So hitting the yeah. Cedars this week, <laughs> and a couple more games coming up today here on the radio airwaves. We will bring in the doubleheader: Dowling Catholic against Bettendorf. Four o'clock kickoff for that one. Seven o'clock that upstart. Southeast Polk squad, they get their shot against undefeated Cedar Falls. Should be a fun one of football here coming up, and we'll have the call for you. As long as my voice holds up, well, I'll, I'll battle through regardless, but as you can tell, uh, all those volleyball games certainly did a number on my voice. Well, I keep telling you, though, tea and honey. I did it. I did it. in the tea. Okay, I did it. That's why, you're able, that's why you're able to talk right now. Barely. Is because you, <laughs> you, you listen, you listen to your dad and, and you're, and you're still, and you're still doing well and you'll be able to persevere through the games later today as well. Well, back to uh, what we were talking about, Jimmy B. And uh, yeah, Iowa last night, as, as I said, I, I listened to the game when I got home, I watched a little bit of it on the BTN plus and you know, it, it was. It was. It wasn't a bad effort. You know, they they did some yeah, of the things you're yeah. hoping defensively. That was good to see. But just overall, it was a, a ho hum effort. This was a a UMKC team that had just lost by thirty against Loyola. And after the game, Connor McCaffrey, uh, he was the player of the game. He talked uh, with Dolphin and with Bobby Hanson about it a little bit. You know, and he mentioned he they watched obviously watching tape 
of UMKC before the game in that Loyola game, Loyola was just hitting tons of shots. You know, that, that was a big component. And they got run out of the building. Here, Iowa didn't play well offensively, but defensively against a team that has three really quick guards, and we still know that's probably going to be Achilles heel for Iowa at right. times. They were better defensively. But this is a bad basketball team in UNKC. I mean, you, you can't read a whole lot. Against UW-Green no. Bay over the weekend, same thing. You're not going to be able to read a whole lot. We're not going to know, I don't think, anything until we see them against Oregon. And the other part is Oregon's really good. And Oregon very mm-hmm. well could run them off the floor at Madison Square Garden next Thursday. And I still don't know if we'll know a ton at that point. But if they go there and they get blown out by Oregon and they lose to, at best, an average UConn team, I think then again, it's time to sound the alarm. So we got another week to to maybe be positive, and you can talk about the positive. Hey, they're better defensively here. But if we come back and we're starting after they finish those two games out in Madison Square Garden and they lose both of them, then I think we have big concerns. I think you're right about that. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not going to take uh, much stock in what you know we saw and, and looked at. I, I'm, I guess that... I, I just thought that they would put more points on the board mm-hmm. and they would and they would run away with it. I mean that's that's just kind of the way that I was that, that I had a feel for it. That's all. And I I don't know why I felt that. I just thought that that would be the case after what I saw Loyola did. And they're not a good team meeting uh, MKC. So this was a a situation where even though Fran McCaffrey did play everybody, and they did score 77. I mean, it's not like they didn't, you know, they didn't win this game 51 to 43. They did put 77 points on the board. But it it just, it was sluggish, and Mm -hmm. it just, uh, it kind of had a little bit of, uh, I'm really not interested uh, in it it to me, from, from that aspect. That that's all. I thought they would have scored ninety. To be honest with you, I, that's kind of the number I was looking for. Yeah, and and just disjointed offensively. And again, this yes, is just listening yeah, to the game and yeah. watching. I don't know. I probably watched uh, fifteen minutes or so of the actual right. gameplay uh, when I got home last night, and and it was disjointed. It was ugly offensively. You do wonder, as good as this team has been offensively, we know they're putting up more work on on the defensive end if the offense is going to be a more of a work in progress than it normally is. And the offense will be a little bit more slow to come around just because they're doing more work on the defensive end. It's kind of that yin and yang. There's only so many hours in the day. There's so many, only so many hours of practice that you mm-hmm. can have. And because of that, maybe the offense is going to take a little bit longer uh, to get going. Cook, I thought, you know, going back and watching a little bit, played a really good right. floor game and didn't score yeah. a lot, but rebounded it well more of a playmaker, even going back to the exhibition games, you're seeing him, he's much better passing the basketball. You can see the game is slowing down for him, and he can do more than just going up there and powering through with a left-hand dunk. More complete game. And how about three block shots? Three block shots for a guy that right. feels like he should always have more. He should always be better on that end, and, and with that leaping ability, should be better. Three block shots. That's a nice stat line. 12 points, 8 boards, 5 assists, 3 blocks. They get that out of Tyler Cook. Maybe bump that up to 15, 16 a game. You're looking right. at a really, really good player. I agree with you, and and he needs to show that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is supposed to be your star, and your star has to shine. But, look, in a game like we mentioned, first game out of the blocks, um, 
not not really that interesting of an opponent. Yeah. Didn't have to play all out. Kind of went through the motions uh, at times of of that game. So look, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and, and beat up the Hawks. I, I'm just saying that I thought they'd probably put 90 on the board and. And they didn't. They put up seventy-seven. Still won seventy-seven to sixty-three. But it just it just didn't have that. I, I guess that uh, that feel that they were really into this game. So at any rate, uh, before before we get to the the football games, uh, what did you think of the uh, Jack Nungy thing with him uh, deciding now that he's going to redshirt? Well, it, it's good to hear that Fran McCaffrey is uh, listening to my podcast because. My buddy was at the exhibition game, Jace, over the weekend, and the podcast I do with him, the Degenerate Hawkeyes podcast. He uh, went to the exhibition game, said Jack Nungy should redshirt, and sure enough, Jack Nungy yeah. redshirt. So good work out of Fran to listening to us. I-, I always like to see that. That's good he work should. out of him. Yes, yes. Always good to get that. You know, uh, Jimmy B, I-, I really do believe that when you go through and-, and you look at the development for him, there were times he played well last year, but a developmental year, a year to get stronger makes a lot of sense. There just there aren't minutes. And this goes back, and we've been talking about this with Iowa basketball and Freya McCaffrey. They don't have a star year after year, but they have a group of really good players. They have a group of solid guys, and it's hard yeah. to differentiate between Cordell Pemsel and Kreener and Bear and on and on. Seven forwards on this roster, and seven guys, mm-hmm. as the game continues to change, you're seeing more three-guard lineups, even four-guard lineups, doesn't make sense to have that many guys fighting for minutes at the power forward and center spots. I don't think it does. I think this is going to be great for his development. It's great to see. And and you don't see this in college basketball much anymore, where, where guys are willing to take that red shirt year. They like to have that flexibility. So good work out of Nunji. Good work out of Fran to get a guy to buy in. Good for the future of this team and for this year's team. Not having to worry about finding more minutes for another guy. I think this is a good thing overall for Iowa. I, I agree with you, and I'm glad that the kid decided that he was indeed going to take that red shirt and not transfer. A lot of mm-hmm. kids probably would have just thrown their hands up and said, hey, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to go someplace where I can play. Right. So from that aspect, look, the kid's legit, what, 6'11", and probably 230. He could easily check the scales at 245-ish, 250, and maybe that's what they're really going to, you know, they're going to put weight on him. Uh, get his uh, strength up. The guy can shoot. We know the guy can shoot. Mm-hmm. So from that aspect, uh, with him him returning next season, this will be uh, this that'll help to be a building block on on another big front line then for the Hawks when Nunji returns. It's uh, a couple other things on Iowa before we get into the football of the weekend, Jim. Uh, remember also, of course, we talked about Luca Garza and the nine pound cyst mm-hmm. that was removed for him. He's still working his way back in into playing shape and getting ready to go. Also, Jordan Bohannon, who wasn't great, and that's your point guard. You know, That's a guy that's running things offensively. Right. He's also coming off an injury. He didn't play in the exhibition game. You know, He wasn't out there. He hasn't been out on the floor going back to even uh, the scrimmage that they played against Missouri. He didn't play in that one. So he hasn't been on the floor for a couple weeks. Coming back from that bruise, you got to figure it's going to take a little bit for him to get back up to speed, too. Got a game underneath his belt. He'll be better as the season goes forward. So they're dealing with a couple of injuries. They're dealing with the Nunji news, obviously, coming out. A couple of different things there. Got the win. Didn't cover. 23 was the number, Jimmy B. And we move on from (laughs) Iowa hoops. Speaking of hoops, how about tonight? Iowa State, Missouri. Not bad. 
Yeah, I'm ready for this one. Look, uh, this ought to be pretty entertaining. The thing that, uh, and Missouri is still good. Just because they lost Jonte Porter, uh, who blew his knee, and by the way, had successful knee surgery. I saw the uh, photo that he posted on Twitter. Um, and I'm happy for the kid that he's going to be able to come back and, and be 100% again. But Missouri is still good. I mean, they've, they've got some players. It's not like he was going to be the guy and that's it. No. No, they do have some stud players. But this Iowa team, or Iowa State team, I should say, uh, has got players too. And it's, it's a different kind of setup that Steve Prohm now is putting together. Yes, they're still going to get up and down the floor. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're still going to shoot threes. But they can post you on the block now with Jacobson, and they can run some high-low where before they kind of struggled to do that. But now with the slashing ability and creativity of Muriel Shyock, it changes the whole dynamic trend of what Iowa State will do. It, it does. Uh, the, the, the suspensions that you have with Lard and Tally, of course, the injury to Solomon Young, that was announced the other day, and again, I was away, Jimmy B. So give me your takeaway from that. Uh, help me out here, missing those two guys here for the beginning portion of the non-conference schedule. Got to be concerning. If, if Solomon Young was healthy, you could certainly overcome it. But now, Michael Jacobson's not going to play 40 minutes a game, right? You're going to have to no, see a lot of small no. ball minutes. Yeah, he, you will. You will. Yeah, you can't ask the kid to play 40. But he is a terrific conditioned kid, uh, and I believe he could easily play 30 to 33 if, if need be. Um, but you're right, without Solomon Young, it does take away some of that versatility. Look, I, I'm disappointed in, in Lard and, and Tally with, with what has happened here. And look, if, they're, if, if they have issues, then you have to deal with those issues, and you cannot have it be a distraction when you have bigger fish to fry on the basketball court. I'm all for second and even sometimes third chances, mm-hmm. but that's it. But that's it, Trent. That, that, that's it. And you, you can't be a babysitter. These, these are young men. I always get it. Well, they're just kids. No, they're young men. They're young men. They can go in the military and fight for their country, and they can vote. They are young men. Do we make mistakes at 18, 19, 20? Absolutely. But you have to be able to overcome those mistakes and then buckle down and do what is asked of you to do and why you're getting a free education because you're on a basketball scholarship. And if you're going to waste it and blow it, okay, that's up to you. If, if you. if you don't want that opportunity, then we don't want you. So, look, I, as I told you before, I'm, I'm all for second chances if what happened was not that severe. But after that, then things become very, very dicey. And as I said before, a college basketball coach is not a babysitter. You know, uh, we're going to see a lot more of George Condon and the, the, the freshman a guy that yes, you will. if normally this was a year where you had a healthy Solomon Young, you had Cam Lard ready to go from the get-go, Zeron Talley was out there, you had all those guys, maybe he would be a guy that, that you could think about redshirting. That's obviously not the case now. That is completely off the board. He's going to be thrust in the mix. You're going to see a lot of him. 
Michael Jacobson was good the first time out. Not a surprise to either of us, Jimmy B. We, we certainly anticipated no. that. And yep. Cyclone fans are going to love him. Good defender. Can step, step out, hit a three-pointer. And, of course, what he does around the rim. He's going to be a really nice player for Iowa State. But now it is. All right, here you go, young man. George Conant. You're going to see a lot of minutes. I, I'm not. I'm okay with that. Remember, I was on. I was on that train uh, from the get-go, just because I was watching what he was doing before he arrived on campus. Look, he's long and lean. Is he going to get bumped around? Yeah, he will. But the kid has skills. He can block shots. He's intimidating. He's long, lengthy, and he can run like a gazelle. So, from that aspect. I, I believe that he'll be able to at least hold the fort down, hopefully until Solomon Young is back, or at least until Cameron Lard is back mm-hmm. from from that aspect. I mean, if indeed they make it back, right? and I hope that they no, do. That, that, that's that a good point, do. Jim, because yeah. of course we know what happened this summer and, and what we saw yes. there, of course, with with, uh, with Cam Lard, and he's had suspensions before. Zeron Talley's mm-hmm. had suspensions before. Zeron Talley had problems at his old school, at Old Dominion. He was suspended and ultimately left the team. So there, there's a lot still I think you have yes. to be concerned about when you, when you look forward with those guys. And, and it's a fair question. Will they be back? I, I, I think it's, it's all speculation, certainly, at this point. It, it is, and it's, it's unfortunate that they, they have to deal with something right out of the gate like this. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. And they and, and if they have to make difficult decisions, okay, fine, you got to make those decisions. And if not, and if they get back in good graces, they will be uh, guys that can really help this college basketball team. But as I said before, Trent, not a babysitting service. This is college, and young men make mistakes. And I'm okay with second chances if the first offense is not anything very serious. Sometimes maybe even a third offense, but after that, I'm done. <laughs> you okay there, big dog? Did you, like, swallow a goose or something? I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Still battling. Still battling here. <laughs> I know I know you're battling. Here, let me go get you something. Here, you talk, and I'll go get some. No, I can't do that. No, i got to no, stay no, here no. since you're struggling. <laughs> Missouri tonight, uh, Jeremiah Tillman, good big guy, and, yes. and that's yeah. going to be something to keep an eye on. Mark Smith, another big guy. Uh, you know, kind of uh, thick, not real tall, but he can play inside. Had 10 rebounds their last time out uh, in their mm-hmm. victory against Central Arkansas. Not a great Missouri team, though. Uh, of course, the injury, as you mentioned, with Porter, Michael Porter right. off to the NBA. This is a game certainly you should win. This is a winnable game. Yes, it's an SEC team. Yes, it's a team Missouri that beat you last year. Go out and win this game, and the point spread says as much. Iowa State favored by eight. Yeah, I, I think that uh, Iowa State has an excellent opportunity on home court. The joint will be jumping. You know that it will. It always does at Hilton Coliseum. And from that aspect, just having the opportunity to watch what Iowa State did in that first game, I'm pretty comfortable knowing that they will run at a up-tempo speed. They will pull up and shoot that three ball. They, they're not going to make like six passes before somebody starts to look for a shot. They're under the uh, impression that first good shot is yours. Mm-hmm. And they won't have any problem at all dropping the ball down on the block with, with Jacobson down there. And I told you, you're going to see a little more of, of, of down, down low on the block basketball and then kick out 
if uh, the defense collapse and you're going to see a lot more open shots. I just have that feeling that 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 will be part of Iowa State's offense this season. It's just not going to be run to the three-point line and cast off. All right, Jim, let's take a timeout. Coming up next, we're going to be talking with Lee Sterling. We'll get his five-pack of games from Paramount Sports. That's coming up next, and then we will come back, and Jim and I will make our picks for the week. Jimmy B continues to rip off victories, Jim. It's incredible what you put together. Well, you know, it, it is what it is. I started out a little slow. Mm-hmm. You were you were bagging on me. You you bagged on me for like two weeks in a row because I was below five hundred, and I just I sort of thought, okay, I'm I'm done fooling around here now. I'm just going to uh, put the pedal down, and we're going to take off, and we're going to make money for a lot of folks. So that's exactly where I am, Trent. I'm I'm in money mode, and and I'm feeling really good about uh, the upcoming picks that we'll have later in the show as well. You are twenty four and six against the spread, folks. Isn't just picking winners. This is against the spread. Twenty four and six for Jimmy B over the last six weeks, and uh, he'll look for another winner later on here this afternoon. Getting the timeout pack with Lee Sterling as we continue. Jimmy B and TC. On 1700 The Champ. Back with you on a football Friday as we continue on. High school football coming to the airwaves here later today. Semi-final round in the 4A championships. It'll be Dowling Catholic in Game 1 against Bettendorf Game 2. Southeast Polk faces Cedar Falls. We'll have the play-by-play here for you on 1700 The Champ. Right now, time to get into the picks of the week from Paramount Sports' Lee Sterling. Lee, how are things out east? Um, Good. Beautiful weather. I, you guys getting snow up there? I'm hearing a couple of shows I'm doing, like in in Kansas, uh, Missouri, are getting snow. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, we got hit a little bit with that, both uh, starting last night and a little bit today. Okay, the flurries have been gonna, flying. I would never do this to you. I'm not going to make you feel bad, but went for a jog about five thirty in the morning uh-huh. and went swimming in my pool. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no swimming here unless you got a hot tub. That's the only way it's it, happening. It, 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 we we had a major cold front last night. It went all the way down to seventy two last night. All right, enough, enough, Lee. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right, Sorry all right. We we get it. We get it. Well, a place that's certainly not going to be warm, and most of the games we're talking about here today, that is going to be the case. Big Ten, Big Twelve. You have us right. covered this week. Let's start two teams that I think you can describe certainly as disappointing this year. Wisconsin favorite in the Big Ten West. They're going to need help to get to the championship game. Penn State, aspirations to be a power in the East, hasn't happened yet. Fair to say whoever loses this game, you could consider the most disappointing team in the Big Ten? I don't think you would say Penn State would be the most disappointing team. Maybe you have to throw Iowa in there. I mean, Iowa, a couple plays away from from being undefeated. So um, not being able to, to, I wouldn't say, you know, it's not like, you know, they, they were bad. They just couldn't come up with those big plays that made the difference. And sometimes, you know, that's the difference in, in, in having a good to, a, to an average or a mediocre season. But, yeah, I, I think Wisconsin more so because, uh, you know, Penn State just, people, their defense, they only returned three guys, starters on defense. So uh, some people thought, you know, you know, they could be the fourth best uh, on their side of the conference. Wisconsin has been sliding statistically since, Midseason here, even in their ugly wins, they haven't looked good versus Indiana and Iowa. Wisconsin backup quarterback Jack Cohn improving, and and the Wisconsin running game averaging uh, 273 yards per game. Penn State just to me, it looks like they're really wearing down, and 
Trace McSorley, he's limping down the stretch physically. Uh, I'm going to call for the upset here. Wrong team's favorite, Wisconsin 27-24. Going with the Badgers and pick number one. Interesting there, uh, certainly, Lee. All right, let's go to game number two. Another one, and and this point spread, my numbers had it a little bit higher. I was surprised at the three and a half. That certainly makes my ears perk up when you see this. Ohio State a three and a half point favorite against the Spartans. The, The Spartans front seven's really good. Outside of that, they don't do a whole lot. Well, now the last two games it played hard and well enough to win, but still concerned with Brian Lewerke. I think, you know, everyone knows about his shoulder issue, but I think some other things might be going on with it. Maybe got a knee problem, you know, he wears a brace. That might be bothering him. Who knows? Maybe he has, you know, some bruised or some busted ribs, but uh, just doesn't look like the same quarterback. He's only completing passes for five yards per attempt. And uh, their, def- their, their defense, the one weakness is is they're susceptible to the long ball. And, uh, this that's what that Ohio State's all about. Dwayne Haskins likes to hit on these long balls, and he's got six receivers, not running backs or tight ends. Six wide receivers who've each caught a ball of at least forty-two yards. And Ohio State wins. It's down to three now. They're gonna they're they're gonna be playing. They went out in the national championship semifinal. Give me Ohio State here, twenty-eight seventeen. And I usually look. Uh, late in the season to, you know, a team that, that if they're an underdog with a better defense, but if something scares me about this Michigan State team, I think they could also implode. Interesting. Let's go to Bedlam next and another big number here, 19 and a half. See some 20s out there. Yeah. We know about the Sooners offense and how good it is. Oklahoma State, Lee, help me out. I cannot get a read on the Cowboys. We know their defense is bad. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one constant. Yeah, they have been up and down. You know, they'll have a great game, and then the next game a stink bomb. But here's the problem. You know, they're they're even giving up points now to bad offenses. 31 to Kansas State three games ago, 35 to Baylor last week. Uh, and now they face Oklahoma's offense, averaging 49 points per game. I thought once Anderson went down the star running back for Oklahoma, you know, they would have trouble running the football, but not the case here. Blowout City, Oklahoma 65, Oklahoma State 31. 65 for the Sooners, oh boy. <laughs> uh, Gundy would have some questions to answer and some tweets to read, I'm sure, after that one. Here's what's crazy about this. You know, I, I get emails all the time, and people call me who are Cowboy fans, and they're like, well, you know, shouldn't we make a change? You know, right now, uh, usually there's like seven, eight candidates, you know, that have some promise. The only real viable young candidate I see in the country right now is Matt Campbell, and he's not moving from Iowa State to Oklahoma State. So, yeah, yeah this, this, and, and this, this could also be the year that you know, he's been talking about, you know, if, well, if you're not happy with me, I heard him say something like to that effect one time, then, you know, but, but I don't, I, I, to buy him out, I think that'd be a mistake. Pricey, certainly a pricey. Yeah, pricey, pricey and, and could be a mistake down the road. No doubt, no doubt. Lee Sterling yeah. joining us as we take a look around his weekly picks at ParamountSports.com. Let's come closer to home. Let's start in Iowa City against Northwestern. The Hawkeyes, big number here, favored by 10. Yeah, and, and I was one of those teams that, you know, talent-wise, and, and you just watch the game, you're saying this is a really good team. Maybe not a top five team, but certainly a top ten team. But they have not been able to come up with those key plays at a time that can change a game. So it is frustrating 
watching them. But Northwestern cannot run the football. This is a team that that you know doesn't have a whole lot of talent, but they stay in games. In fact, Northwestern one twenty four out of one hundred and thirty teams running the football. We know Thorsten, their quarterback, good passer, but very limited mobility wise since that injury last year when he got hurt during the bowl game and he had to have surgery. So if they play from behind, and I think this might be the game where they're playing from behind by 14 to 17 points, I think they're going to have some problems, and the Iowa pass rush could have a big game here. Series favorite also 6-1 and one against the spread. Give me Iowa by two touchdowns, 34-20. Going with the Hawkeyes, bouncing back big after the back-to-back losses. Let's go to Iowa State. You mentioned Matt Campbell early. Talk about a covering machine. I don't have the numbers offhand here, but Campbell against the spread, uh, that's been making a little money throughout the years. Yeah, they have. I mean, this is uh, <laughs> a coach. I mean, usually you look at a spread record of a coach, and that pretty much tells you what they're all about. They, in fact, right now are 6-2 and two against the spread. Pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. So only losses were getting 3.5 in the game. They're right in there with Iowa, lose 13-3, to three, and – then against Akron, laying 19, they kind of went through the motions and won 26 to 13. So, I, I think he's the top coach right now uh, that may move up. And uh, I don't know what the situations of his buyout or how that at all works out, but um, I'd sure like to have him here. Uh, Baylor uh, finally was 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 disciplined last week, and they you know didn't they usually commit a lot of penalties and turnovers, but Oklahoma State was a team last week that committed 12 penalties and, and also a lot of special teams touchdown. Baylor, um, no back-to-back covers this year, but they are playing for a ball berth here at 5-4, and four, so I think you're going to see their best effort. Iowa State might be peaking ahead maybe a little bit to Texas next week. I mean, not, not to tell it Texas mm-hmm. is great, but people love to get up for the, the Texas game, and they lost that game last year 17-7. to seven. Baylor, Double-digit comeback win last week was huge. Uh, they could cover here, but Iowa State just more talented across the board. Baylor needs to hit on some big plays here. They have nothing to lose. Iowa State wins the game 35-25, but Baylor covers. Baylor with the yeah. cover there, grabbing the 14 and the hook. Your game of the week is in the Big Ten. It's Illinois and Nebraska. Lee Sterling, let them know where they can go to get that pick. Yeah, uh, two teams that if they win the game, they'll they'll throw big, pretty big parties. So uh, you want to get uh, Nebraska and Illinois on me? Uh, just call eight hundred four hundred nine seven four one. We'll put this game in your pocket. Nebraska and Illinois for free. Eight hundred four hundred nine seven four one. Call that number now. And how about this? We've been doing shows together. How many years would you would you guess, Trent? Oh, four, five years, something like that. Yeah, maybe even longer than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I rate my games from ten to fifty units. This is my twenty seventh year, and I, I never we went in, never went into this. I have nine different criteria when I look at a game: offense, defense, special teams, and uh, I, I've had some games where big advantages, and not just against the spread. You know, we're talking about uh, based on you know being you know let's say a team is favored by ten, is the offense ten points better than the other team's offense? So. Uh, a normal play might be, you know, a five check boxes on one side, two on the other. A big play, five and one, five on one side, six, you know, or six and just one on the other. First time ever in 27 years, I had a check box, nine on one side and none on the other. Never had that happen wow. before. 
And so I said, I'm trying to figure out what do I release this game at? I said, you know what, why not? A 50-unit play isn't enough. My first ever 100-unit selection in Paramount Sports history. They can get the game individually, just $97. So if you're looking to, you know, maybe you know, you know pay off the credit cards or you're looking to fund a trip for the family or buy the new car, this might be the game. I feel that strongly about it. $97 for the game individually. And if you purchase four weeks of action with the coupon code SAVE200, to $397. I'm so sure I'm going to win the game. If I don't win the game, you'll get the rest of the season for free. So not only is it my biggest play ever, a 100-unit selection, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to back it up here with a guarantee, which I've never done before in Paramount Sports history. It's all available. ParamountSports.com or call the office 800-400-9741. Time is now to jump aboard with Lee Sterling. Thanks as always for your time, Lee. Okay, thanks, Trent. Lee Sterling joining us here as we get his weekly picks. Jim and I back on the other side. We make our picks. It's Jimmy B and TC. Back with you one final time. A big thank you again to Lee Sterling for joining us. His picks for the week. ParamountSports.com. You can find more information and get hooked up with Lee Sterling. All right, Jim. Back in it here. And uh, Mr. Brinson. Yes. You just continue to dominate. A 4-1. and I went 4-1 and last week. I thought I was going to make up ground. You also go four and one, can't pick up anything on you. You're dominating. You are thirty-one and eighteen overall against the spread. You're twenty-four and six against the number over the last six weeks. It's just on and on and on. You're finding winners. Tell me the secret to your success. I gotta know. Okay, it's that thirty seconds of preparation that I generally do on the games yep, and yep. all of the all of the research that goes into. Uh, just looking at the at the games online, and sure. that's it, Trent. I mean, I, I I try not. You know me. My philosophy is try not to tax myself very hard. Right. And I'm and I'm I've gotten pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. So from that aspect of it, um, I I feel comfortable in my own skin. And when you feel comfortable in your own skin, then good things happen. Mm-hmm. As I always tell people when they when they say, "Well, what are you up to?" I said, "It's always good to be Jimmy B." And from that aspect, if you are listening to this show, you are definitely making money. There's no question in my mind about that. If they're listening to you, not if they're listening to me. You've been a lot better this season. <laughs> Jimmy B's making you money. Here we go. Game one, 2.30 on Fox, the Northwestern Wildcats, the early leader in the Big Ten West. All they have to do is win two games. Two games remaining against Iowa, Minnesota, and Illinois. Obviously, the latter two. Certainly, they're going to be big favorites in that one. But Iowa, the favorite here. Hawkeyes favored by 10.5. Boy, that feels like a lot of points here, Jimmy B. Cold day in Iowa City, too. Mm-hmm. Well, the cold's not going to affect Northwestern. I mean, come on. They're in Chicago. They're used to you know playing in cold weather, so that's not an issue. Look, here's where I am, and I'm really struggling with this game. It, it says to me that Iowa should be highly agitated after what has happened to them, and they should blow Northwestern out, that their defense should be stifling against Thorson, the quarterback, mm-hmm. and that Northwestern will struggle. Northwestern coming off that loss to Notre Dame, and and I just can't get past ten and a half. I For some reason, Trent, uh, with what I have seen, anytime Iowa plays like a team that is supposed to be good, Purdue's good, they lost. Penn State's good, they lost. Wisconsin at home, good, 
and they lost. So what am I supposed to do with this? I, This has really been problematic for me. And, you know, I laugh about the 30 seconds of preparation. All right, so maybe it's 35 seconds of preparation. <laughs> but if that's the case, I, I this screams to me to take Iowa. It, it just says... Take Iowa. They're, they're going. They're going to win this game, twenty-eight to seven. I mean that—that's what it looks like to me. But for some reason, the way that they have been lit up in the secondary, I and Thorson, if he has a good see, that's the problem. I don't know which Thorson is going to show up. Right. The one that can complete a lot of passes, or the one that airmails it all over the yard. So there's a lot going on here for Northwestern. Because you just referenced, they need to win two of their last three, and they're and they're the champs of the West. So I'm going to grab the points and take Northwestern. Don't ask me why. I can't figure it out. I, I guess I, I would rather have Iowa blow them out and me lose the game. I, I really would. Okay, and but I I, I just I got to see something out of the Hawks, and I haven't seen it. So if if the game is tight. And, and it's and it's going that way. Is Iowa going to find a way to lose it, like they like they have? So I'm going to I'll take Northwestern and I'll grab the ten and a half. All right, Jim. I I look at this one of two ways. If you believe that Iowa's going to bounce back, you look statistically. Northwestern's not a good football team. Now you look at win loss, no. obviously in the Big Ten. Yes, they are. But you look statistically, this team's winning by smoke and mirrors. Iowa, on paper, should throttle this football team. And if you believe yes. in that. And you believe in those kind of trends, you go that direction. Lay the ten and a half with confidence. But if you don't believe that, and if you think this is going to be a close game, not only do you take Northwestern, obviously in the ten and a half, you take Northwestern in the money line. Six of the seven victories from Fitz over Iowa throughout the years as head coach, they've done it as an underdog. If this is close, Northwestern's going to win. If it's a blowout, I was going to win. So either grab the ten and a half. And decide to go on the money line with Northwestern. You get plus 325 right now. Great number wow. there. Northwestern wins straight up. Or you lay the 10.5 with Iowa. I personally, I'm taking Northwestern to the money line. Now, well, for our purposes, I get the 10.5 and, and I'll grab them. And I'll be happy mm-hmm. with it. But my play this weekend, I'm taking the Wildcats. And I'm going on the money line plus 325. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right, spoken like a true degenerate. All right, so now we got Iowa State and Baylor. You go first this time, and uh, how do you see the the Cyclones against the Baylor Bears? You know, Iowa State, throughout the last couple of years under Matt Campbell, they've been a covering machine. Uh, the, the numbers are absolutely incredible, what Matt Campbell has done against the number. I don't see this change in here. Brewer banged up for Baylor. They played better. They're improving under Matt Rule. Not good enough, though, against this Iowa State defense. In the cold, Iowa State runs away with it. They win it easily. I'll lay the 14.5 with confidence. Give me the Cyclones. I'm with you 100% on that. Look, cold weather, uh, Texas guys coming up to play. And from that aspect, that stifling defense now that Iowa State is playing, I just think that they will uh, just strap down Baylor unless, you know, there are fluky plays like fumbles or uh, interceptions. Purdy is picked off constantly. I think Iowa State wins this game. And nobody can slow down, even when they even when they're, they seem like out of kilter a little bit offensively. Mm-hmm. Trent, they still find ways to put points on the board. So I don't think Baylor can handle Montgomery as the running back. 
and I certainly, no one really has an answer for Hakeem Butler. They, they just don't. And he is playing now with such confidence. Purdy, he just has to throw the ball up and let Butler run under it and grab it. And it doesn't matter if he's defended by one or two guys with his height and leaping ability and strength. He's going to find find a way to win that battle against defensive backs. I like I like Iowa State in this game, and I like them to cover as well. Let's go to the NFL, and the Bears are a home favorite. They're favored by six and a half against the Lions. Chicago comes in first place in the division. Lot to play for. They'll see the Lions twice in eleven days. Uh, interesting mm-hmm. scheduling quirk here with uh, the Thanksgiving game coming up in a couple of weeks. Jimmy B here, the Bears, favored by 6.5 at home. The Lions' offensive line was brutal last week as the Vikings got double-digit sacks against them. Bears, Khalil Mack may be back in this one. Yet I can't feel confident laying nearly a touchdown (laughs) with Mitchell Trubisky. Give me the Lions in a divisional game plus 6.5. All right, I, I read you loud and clear, and you know what? I was leaning that way as well, and I was about to say the same thing. But what you said prior to that is the most important aspect of this game. Most likely, Khalil Mack is back. And with that, I like the Bears. I think they will win this game by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. Uh, I think Khalil Mack will be a single-person wrecking machine out on the field defensively against uh, Detroit. And they have struggled on offense. I like Chicago to cover here. It'll be a cold day at Soldier Field, and I am going to take the Bears uh, to win the game and to cover the 6.5. Let's head south to Kansas City. The Chiefs welcome in the godforsaken Arizona Cardinals. Huge number. 16 and a half the number. Jimmy B, I'm leaving this one to you. What do you got, Cardinals and Chiefs? Um, I, I, I don't know what to do here. I, I really don't. I keep thinking that, okay, Kansas City's going to have a, a letdown game. Don't they have a big game coming up after this one? Aren't they go, don't they go to Mexico City and play the Rams or something right after this? I think they do. Uh, this, this smells like, and I hate to use the term trap game because everybody uses that. But you know what? They're at home at Arrowhead. And the entire city of Kansas City has gone absolutely bonkers over what this team can do. So the joint is going to be rocking. Arizona is not a very good football team. Uh, They're coming off their bye week. You would expect them to be better. And their offensive line was just god-awful for the first half of the season. They were slapped with injuries, and even when they were a little healthy at the beginning of the year, they were still bad. (laughs) So I know the Chiefs' defense is not great. My my thought process is, is Kansas City's up like 38-10, to and it's later in the game, and then they pull everybody, and they bring in the popcorn sellers and the beer tenders (laughs) to play the last 10 minutes, and Arizona scores, you know, a couple of touchdowns and covers. I keep thinking that's how it's going to play. I really do. And 16 and a half is a monster number. But I could see a 30 to 10 game. I really can. And so I'm going to take Kansas City and I'm going to give 16 and a half, Trent. 16 and a half. It's a big number. It's a huge number. It is. And in it the is. NFL, Jimmy B, throughout the years, normally you grab the points in this situation. Yes. 
Yes. I'm with you. I can't do it. I, I just can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Every every gambling fallacy is falling in here. Call me a square. I'll lay the 16 and a half with Kansas City and jump aboard with Jim. We finish up in Green Bay. The Packers welcome in Miami. We talked about cold weather, about the Dolphins making their way north up to Green Bay. Yet, Jim, there's, there's something off about this. This Green mm-hmm. Bay team, difficult to wrap my mind around just where they are, what they're going to be. Two more road games coming up for them after this one. They have to get this win. Nine and a half feels like still too much. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'll grab the nine and a half. Well, I'll warn you once again that now you've uh, placed your money with Brock Osweiler because Tannehill He's is won still me money. out. He's won me money. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I don't think that happens this weekend, though. I, I, think, I think Green Bay back home. Um, after two losses to the Rams where they had a chance mm-hmm. to have an opportunity to try to win the game until the fumble by Montgomery, and then they subsequently sent him packing in a deal. Uh, and they played hard against New England. I, I think Green Bay can win this game. I've got them probably winning by 10 to 12, and if that's the case, then that covers the 9.5, and and it's all I'm concerned about. I think Aaron Rodgers is good enough to win this game by two scores. I'm going to go with the pack at home. So those are our picks. We agree. We both have Northwestern and Iowa State, along with the Kansas City Chiefs. Jimmy B is on the Packers and the Bears. I got the Dolphins and the Lions grabbing the points in that one. And if you're looking to fade somebody, fade me, because Jimmy B is throttling me this year had a big comeback to get back in it last year we'll see if i can do the same here with that jimmy b we're out of here have a good weekend my man same to you my man and don't forget everybody you can always join us beginning on monday bright and early (laughs) right here on 1700 the champ